Jeremy Swayman is back with the Boston Bruins and even got some action in in a loss against the Dallas Stars on Sunday. Going to talk about the goaltending situation, wrap up the Bruins January, and look ahead to uh, tomorrow's game against Seattle and a week-long break coming up for the Boston Bruins for the All-Star break uh, coming up here on today's episode. So let us get into it. Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to me as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, January 31st, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Uh, The podcast is free and available on your favorite platform, whether you use Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast is what I use. Uh, Please do hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. If you found the podcast via YouTube, Thank you. You found that we're available here as well. Please do subscribe. Uh, Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, watch, and enjoy at your leisure. Uh, January has been the highest download month in the history of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. We've been doing this since the beginning of the 2019-20 season, and uh, January blew away the previous Uh, monthly high which was back last year after the trade deadline and into the playoffs so the fact that this occurred here in the middle of the regular season is amazing and hopefully we can keep it growing here in 2022 now the Bruins were in action on Sunday against the Dallas Stars our old friend Tyler Sagan scoring the first and the sixth goals for Dallas in a 6-1 loss for our Boston Bruins uh, the big story in this one was Linus Allmark getting his third start in a row. He had been playing pretty well, or very well, actually, over the last few games. Uh, stood tall against the mighty Colorado Avalanche in an overtime loss. Uh, defeated the Arizona Coyotes on Friday with Tugarask. Day to day with a lower body injury. We'll get into that here in a moment. Uh, He got the third straight start with Jeremy Swayman having been recalled to serve as backup. Now, Allmark was pulled following the Stars' fourth goal at about 7.39 of the second period. Uh, Bruce Cassidy not really faulting Allmark for this loss, pulling him in order to get Jeremy Swayman back into action at the NHL level, his first since January 6th. Cassidy said, we didn't do enough in front of Olmark. It was a little more of, we'll get him out there. He's done some good work for us. So they weren't playing great. So let's get swimming some work at the NHL level again. Most of the goals you can't put on the goaltending, Cassidy said. Didn't think goaltending was the problem tonight at all. Just too many opportunities uh, for the Dallas Stars. 
before we touch on the goaltending, uh, part of the issue was Eric Howla uh, entering COVID-19 protocol on Sunday. Uh, Stephen Fogarty was recalled from the taxi squad and made his Bruins debut. The plan was to have Oscar Steen up on the first line uh, with Marchand and Bergeron, keep the second line of Hall, Halla, and Pasternak together. Um, but with Halla having to come out, uh, Bruce Cassidy made perhaps overthink it, overthunked it, and uh, Reunited the top line. Uh, he put Fogarty on the third line with Steen because they had played together in the past. Put Coyle, uh, Smith with Hall. Just a bit of a mess all around. Craig Smith did score the Bruins' lone goal, his sixth of the season, 549 of the third. Coyle and DeBrusque picked up the assists. Uh, it was a six-game scoreless streak that was ended for Craig Smith. I'm going to give him the big bear of the night. Actually, he, uh, yeah, played pretty well. He had the goal on one shot, three hits, and it was good to see him get back on, uh, back on the score sheet with the goal against the Dallas stars. Back to the goaltending situation. So Dugarask has not resumed skating. Bruce Cassidy said it's highly unlikely the Bruins will see him until after the break. Uh, both Allmark and Swayman are possibilities to start on Tuesday night against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, so for the time being, the hockey hugs are back. Swayman and Allmark will be, I guess, 1A and 1B for at least one more game. And then we'll see what happens with Tukarask after the All-Star break. And, and Fluto Shinzawa of The Athletic uh, wrote a very informative article, which we'll break down here uh, in a moment. But first, a quick word about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's the new year. That means you may still be working on your New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you're thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Much healthier than a chocolate bar, but that extra kick of chocolate really makes a difference here. There's so many flavors to choose from, and they're always coming out with new limited time flavors as well. So check Built.com often to see what is new. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Tomorrow, we'll be previewing the Seattle Kraken game as well as, uh, well, maybe we'll update the power rankings on Wednesday after everyone is on a break. 
For now, make sure your second listen is Locked On NHL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NHL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Now, over the weekend, we were reminded that Tuka Rask's uh, setback puts in question his ability to come back. He's 34 years old, coming off major hip surgery. Uh, He reportedly did not feel right after a 5-3 loss to Anaheim, and he's been sidelined since. He hasn't even been uh, on skates. Like I mentioned, Sunday was Allmark's third straight start. He did not finish it. Swayman, who was recalled from Providence on Saturday, saw his first action since January 6th. And the Bruins are going to give Rast the all-star break to heal the lower body injury. And whether or not that will be enough time to recover is up in the air right now. If everything goes good, he could be back in action when the Bruins play the Penguins on February 8th. Uh, But that's a big if. And even so, it would be almost a month after he made his season debut against the Flyers. Um, Shinzawa writes, Rask's setback does not close the door on his comeback, but it is an unwelcome turn as the calendar pages continue to flip. The Bruins have 40 games remaining in the regular season. They cannot devote all of them to determining whether the new Rask can be the old Rask leading into the playoffs. So really, there's going to be a... A, a point where Rask and the Bruins have to say yay or nay here as they ramp up towards the playoffs. Uh, carrying all three into March and April without some clarity on how they will proceed might be a bit unfair to them, Shinzawa argues. And, you know, the home stretch of the regular season is usually when you're priming your number one goalie for playoff uh, success. Before the injury, Cassidy said it would take about eight starts to knock off the rust. He's had four, played pretty well in two, not well in the other two. Um, Obviously, the setback, you know, changes things a little bit. And uh, we'll have to see here if he can get healthy. There's 11 games in February. They have 14 in March. Uh, The Bruins are nine points clear of Detroit for the second wild card spot. So they have a bit of runway here. Um, they're not, you know, as desperate for wins as they were at the beginning of January because of their strong month. Uh, so they can afford to sacrifice some points here and there. Uh, but if they're wanting to move up in the standings, challenge for the third spot in the Atlantic, that's a different story. Um, a lot of people on Twitter this weekend were – you know, I had said it's not really Rask versus Allmark versus Swayman. You know, they're all Boston Bruins. They're all very good goalies. And it's a bonus for the Bruins to have these guys in the mix. A lot of people um, trashing Rask, questioning the Allmark signing still, saying Swayman's the best option. We got to remember he's a 30, sorry, he's a 23-year-old with fairly limited experience at the NHL level. Um, Allmark, that signing, $5 million for a 28-year-old goalie in his prime makes so much sense. 
especially in light of the uh, setback suffered by Rask. He's an unrestricted free agent at year's end. Uh, the way things are going right now, hard to see him back next year, especially with Allmark in the mix for three more seasons. Swayman coming back. Um, is that end going to come sooner than expected? Is he going to take the year, assess his options in the summer, maybe sign elsewhere? That's a possibility. He's only 34. But it was not a mistake to bring Tuka Rask back. He is arguably the best goalie in franchise history, one of the best of the past decade. And if you wanted to keep playing, certainly he has earned the right uh, to do so. But it's not working out. And the setback, we'll have to see if it's serious or not, whether or not it will keep him off the ice for the balance of the season. The Bruins could be better served just running with Allmark and Swayman, keeping that tandem together, allowing them to feed off each other in preparation for the postseason. Now, I mentioned the Bruins had a strong month of January, so strong, in fact, that they earned the second most points among all NHL teams in the month of January. They went 11-4-1. 23 points, 719 point percentage. Uh, They played more games than most, uh, tied with Colorado for the most games. In fact, Colorado went 15-0-1 in January, 31 points, a 969 point percentage. The Bruins at 719 ranked seventh in the NHL over that time. So not as impressive than looking at the point totals, but since they played so many games. Uh, they only had a plus eight goal differential, 57 goals for 49 goals against. Uh, so the, the defense really needs to tighten up there a little bit. They allowed uh, 3.06 goals per game, 3.56 goals scored. Now those numbers were a bit skewed by the uh, two lopsided losses, one to Carolina, one to Dallas where they were outscored 13 to two, but otherwise it was a very, very good uh, month for the Boston Bruins and uh, they will get things going in February with a game against the Seattle Kraken on Tuesday before getting a week off over the all-star break where uh, Patrice Bergeron will represent the club in Vegas. And I want to touch on uh, a great article posted on NHL.com by Amelie Benjamin about um, Patrice Bergeron uh, here to, to wrap up the show. But again, thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. It really does mean so much that uh, we are... Um, yeah, getting the top month downloads here in January. And I hope to keep that going here in February and beyond. Pardon the um, vacuuming going on there in the background. So Patrice Bergeron, 36 years old, heading to the All-Star game. And he is unsure as to what the next 
phase of his career holds. Um, he said in September that he would not negotiate a new contract during the season. He would play out 2021-22 and then address any potential new deal in the offseason. That continues to be the plan, and he doesn't really want to think about it. Uh, he had an interview with Amelie Benjamin, like I mentioned, and he said, as you get older and you realize that the window is getting shorter and shorter, you start thinking these questions, thinking about these things, the future and whatnot. But to be honest, right now, I'm really not thinking about it. It's the first time in my career where I don't have an extension. I can actually take the time to really answer all the questions that I have, whether it's personal, team, whatever that is. Sometimes people just kind of overthink it. And right now, I just don't have the answer. It doesn't mean anything. I don't think we should read too much into it. It's just that I don't know, he said. I don't want to think about next year right now because I'm 36, and I feel like I can do that, and I can just worry about the present and appreciate the time that I'm at the rink. Uh, Bergeron continues to play at such a high level. He leads the NHL in face-off win percentage, uh, leads the NHL in shot attempt differential, uh, demonstrating just how good he is and his line is at controlling the play. And that's with Pasternak bumped down to the second line. Uh, Mark Recchi was quoted in this article. He's continuing to do it because he's so smart. He doesn't waste any energy. He knows how to play the game the right way. He's almost methodical in the way he plays the game, but there's a lot of determination in his game and it's fun to watch every night. Uh, Marshand added, I feel like I've seen it all, but then you remember how long he's been doing this and how dominant he still is. So when you look at it in that sense, it's even more impressive. Um, Recky added, will there be another Bergeron? Probably not. He's a tremendous leader, tremendous player. The type of person he is, it's the whole package. Every time, Every team wishes they had a guy like that leading their franchise. I can tell you that. That was part of the reason why uh, Tukarask came back. You know, he said, we're realistic that we're getting older. The window is closing. Um, the chance to finish his career with Bergeron and to try to win before it is all over for both those guys. Uh, you know, that pull is very real. Uh, Bergeron said he's at the point in his career where all that really matters is the now. Uh, a lot less time for him in this league. And... Again, he doesn't want to think too much about that. Uh, but winning another Stanley Cup, he said, is the motor of the whole thing. That's why we play the game. That's why we grew up wanting to be in the league, in this position, to one day be able to win the Cup. When you taste it, you want more, almost like an addiction, where you want to have that feeling again. Recky, of course, won the Stanley Cup with the Boston Bruins in 2011, and then immediately announced his retirement. Uh, that would be quite a way for uh, Patrice Bergeron to go out. Whether or not Bruins have the wherewithal to do so uh, really remains to be seen. And a lot of that depends on what they do at the trade deadline. That will be a big focus here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast into February and into March. I believe the deadline is March 21st. Uh, will we see some movement over the All-Star break? Perhaps it's a good time to send guys out, bring new guys in. Um, 
So we'll have to see. But that is today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We'll be back tomorrow to preview the Seattle game, as well as, uh, yeah, just take a look around the NHL. Busy day around here as the boys are going to get their second shots, which I'm very excited about. And, uh, yeah, hope you all had a good weekend. We spent a lot of time outside sledding, skating on the outdoor rink. I know many of you listening were hammered by that blizzard. Hopefully you were able to dig out and uh, hopefully this podcast can give you something to listen to while you're uh, shoveling today. All right. Happy Monday, friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Please do take care. And uh, thanks for listening to Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.